No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David prays for God to rescue his precious life from his enemies and vindicate him so that he may magnify the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. When we feel that we have been unjustly treated or when we perceive that a great wrong has been done, there is a deep heart cry for justice. That is the theme of Psalm 35. Now this is credited to David, but we are not told the occasion. But internal evidence would seem to point to the time when David was on the run from King Saul. In seeking to fawn over their king and win Saul's approval, many of David's former comrades had turned against him, falsely accusing him and making sport of him. Betrayal by one's close friends is most painful to endure. So David cries out to the Lord. From the depths of his pain, he cries out, for vindication. Psalm 35, plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive against me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Also, draw out the spear and stop those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Now, David was a mighty warrior. I mean, hadn't he killed Goliath? Yet he looked to the Lord to plead his cause. He called upon God to strive with those who strove with him. David imagined the Lord fully clothed as a warrior going to battle with the large and small shield and armed with a spear. And as David was being hunted like a stag, he prayed to God that he would stop his pursuers in their tracks. It is evident that although David was himself a strong warrior, he considered this battle to belong to the Lord. Now, I see many people getting caught up in battles they were never called to fight. Now, I never want to back away from a battle God is calling me to fight, but neither do I want to engage myself in battles that belong to him and not to me. He is able to fight far better than me. So rather than seeking to fight for our own cause, we would be better off to follow David's example and pray to the Lord that the Lord would plead our cause and fight against those who fight against us. David also considered the Lord to be his salvation. He looked to God to save him from every situation. So who is your savior? Who or what are you looking to to rescue you from your current plight? To yourself, to your resources, or to God as your Savior? Verse 4, let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. Let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my hurt. Now, this is considered to be an imprecatory psalm, meaning that David is calling for a curse upon his enemies. That doesn't originate from a heart of malice, because David had sought to do good to these men who had made themselves David's enemies by their actions. But rather, David was calling for justice. Love does not 
rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. And the good man is satisfied when God's justice is served and wrongs are put right. David imagined his enemies who had raised themselves against him being brought low to shame, to dishonor, and to confusion. David had fought many of the Lord's battles where he had observed this very thing happen to the enemy. They came out against Israel in pompous boldness, but as the battle turned against them, they were put to shame and dishonor. They became confused and discouraged and even ran away. David was in no position to bring about that turn of events in this situation, but he could pray that the Lord would do it. We look around today and see the enemies of righteousness triumphing, rioting in the streets, resistance and abuse of all authority, lawlessness abounding. We desire that such rebels would be brought to shame, arrest, and justice. Like David, often there is nothing we can do to affect these changes, but we can pray that God will triumph over evil and that justice will be done. Verse 5, let them be like chaff before the wind. What could be more worthless than chaff blowing in the wind? This is what the wicked are like. They seem so imposing, but they easily blow away when God shows up. They reveal that when the chips are down, they are cowards. There's no longevity for the wicked, no enduring purpose, but they will soon be uprooted, leaving not a trace behind. And let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery. And let the angel of the Lord pursue them. In the book of 2 Kings, we see that the angel of the Lord killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers in a single night. If that angel pursued David's enemies, they would be in serious trouble. For without cause, they have hidden their net from me in a pit, which they have dug without cause for my life. Let destruction come upon them unexpectedly. And let his net that he has hidden catch himself into that very destruction. Let him fall. God visits a person's sin back on his own head. A person reaps what he sows. David's enemies had figuratively built a pit trap for him. They had dug a deep pit and then covered it with branches or other vegetation to disguise it so that if David walked on it, He would be captured. They would fall into their own pit. They would be caught in their own net. David saw that their end would be the destruction that they had sought to bring upon him. That is the wrath of God at work through the consequential judgments he brings. Verse 9, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him? Yes, the poor and the needy from him who plunders him. David found his joy in the Lord. We could say that the Lord made David's heart sing. And that's why he wrote so many psalms. David even called for his bones to praise the Lord. Now, what does your soul rejoice in? What, what makes your heart sing? We could all praise God more for sure, blessing him for his salvation and the many times he has delivered us from the enemy who is too strong for us. Rejoice in the Lord always, the Bible tells us. 
and we should sing praises to his name for the good that he has done. Fierce witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I do not know. They reward me evil for good to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer would return to my own heart. I paced about as though he were my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one who mourns for his mother. But in my adversity, they rejoiced and gathered together. Attackers gathered against me and I did not know it. They tore at me and did not cease with ungodly mockers at feasts. They gnashed at me with their teeth. So these fierce witnesses that had risen up against David, rising up to question him, really to seek a way to accuse him. And he said, but when they were sick, I went around in fasting and mourning as though I were mourning for my own mother who had departed. And I prayed for them and yet they returned me evil for the good that I had done. You know, that is the greatest sorrow, I think, is when those people who are close to you, those whom you've poured your life into them, they turn against you. That is the greatest sorrow that we can know, I believe. And yet all of these things picture Jesus Christ, who Jesus came and look at the good that he did. He came to do good for people. He loved on the people that he served, and yet they rewarded him evil for the good that he had done. Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue me from their destructions, my precious life from the lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many peoples. This is interesting. It says, rescue my precious life from the lions. In the old King James, that word precious is translated, rescue my darling from the lions. And the word darling there, it means my only one. In other words, David is saying, look, I've only got one soul. And right now it's about ready to be eaten up by these lions. So rescue my only soul, my only one, my precious life. And then I will praise you in the great assembly. You know, that was always David's heart, was that he would cry out to the Lord, God would deliver him, and David would then make that an opportunity to praise him before the people. And the fact that we're even reading this psalm together today is proof that uh, David did, in fact, keep his vow to the Lord. Let them not rejoice over me who are wrongfully my enemies, nor let them wink with the eye who hate me without a cause. For they do not speak peace, but they devise deceitful matters against the quiet ones in the land. They also open their mouths wide against me and said, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. So David's like, Lord, don't let them rejoice over me. They're making sport of me. They're mocking me at their feasts. And yet they pretend to be with me, but really they're not speaking peace. They're devising evil matters. And they're opening their mouths wide against me saying, aha, aha. Now we don't know really how that was taken in that culture, but it must have been a very derogatory phrase to say that. They're saying our eyes have seen it like they were falsely accusing him uh, saying that they had seen David do things that they had not seen. This you have seen, O Lord. Do not keep silence 
O Lord, do not be far from me. Stir up yourself and awake to my vindication, to my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness. And let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so we will have it. Let them not say we have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who exalt themselves against me. David's cry, Lord, vindicate me. You know, the Bible says that vengeance is mine. It is mine to repay, says the Lord. And so David is saying, Lord, you take care of it. You take care of it. You've seen what they've done. Now vindicate me. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. So there were those friends of David, sincere friends, who favored his righteous cause, who had come around him and supported him. And he said, let them shout for joy and be glad when they see what you do to those who wrongfully accuse me. Let them magnify your name and then I will praise you all the day long. May we also turn to the Lord in our times of adversity and trust him and and leave it with him. Pray that the Lord would plead our cause, that we also could turn around and give glory to God and say these are the things that God has done for those who trust in him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll see where David addresses the transgression of the wicked and the loving kindness and protection of the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.